Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, September 21st, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, how's everyone doing as we speed through the week? We speed through another week. Well, before I start with today's show, I do want to thank um, Bruce Lowe, who was on the show yesterday. If you didn't hear it, because it was on a different time, you can catch it on the call-in app or website. Uh, My show of September 20th, Wednesday, September 20th, Bruce Lowe, who's running for Congress here in San Francisco, in California's U.S. Congress, in California's District 11, the seat occupied by the not-so-great Nancy Pelosi. So Bruce is running against her, and the differences couldn't be more stark, right? Bruce's 26, Pelosi's 80-plus. Pelosi's been in politics forever. Bruce is a fresh, young face. Very smart guy. Was actually, when he was, a few years ago, he was a Jeopardy champion. Very smart guy. Great ideas. Really wants to clean up uh, San Francisco. Wants to clean up Washington, D.C. So, Bruce Lowe. If you're in San Francisco, if you're a voter, Bruce Lowe, Republican running March 5th, Super Tuesday. It's really easy to remember in 24 because the primary is Super Tuesday. So definitely vote for Bruce. Bruce has to just finish in the top two. So if he finishes even one, if Pelosi's one, he's two, he gets to advance to the November election against Nancy Pelosi. So vote for Bruce Lowe for Congress. Okay. Um, Quite a few things have happened over the last 24 hours. You know, I try not to get too upset. As you know, everyone who listens to this podcast knows I don't, uh, I don't succeed in not getting upset because it, uh, it burns my ass when politicians lie so blatantly, when they lie so blatantly. In other words, when the facts say one plus one is two and they say it's three and they just will not stop saying it's three, it burns my ass that people are allowed to lie like that. You know what I'm saying? And they're allowed because we have no real journalists anymore. There was a time when if a politician said one on one is three, there'd be a million journalists up their ass. So politicians, let's put it this way, politicians were less likely to lie in the past because they know they'd be called on their lies by great journalists, right? But they don't exist anymore. As I've talked about on this podcast ad nauseum for the last nearly two years, real journalists don't exist anymore. We have political activists, right? We have, I want my journalists to be journalists. I don't want my journalists to be political activists. Political activism, there's a place for political activism, but it's not in journalism. Seriously, it's not in journalism. And we're seeing this more and more now with journalists who have become political activists in disguise or not so good disguise for those of us like myself. So it's easy for politicians to lie these days. It's easy for politicians to lie these days. So let's look at two different politicians. One named Ron DeSantis, one named Gavin Newsom. Okay. I know I often talk about what a sociopathic liar uh Donald Trump is or Joe Biden, but you know, Gavin Newsom is in the same category. So earlier today, Gavin, uh, I should say Ron DeSantis took my advice. Yes, Ron DeSantis 
took my advice because unless I'm wrong, unless I'm wrong, I don't hear anybody else since he started running for office say DeSantis must, must defund the COVID vax. How many times have I said on this show that DeSantis must defund the COVID vax when he becomes president? So we don't have to see booster number 12, 13, and 14. What did he say today, earlier today? He's going to defund the funding for research. He's going to defund that as president. I was wondering what he could do as president. He couldn't make the vaccines illegal. But remember I had said about a week or two ago, maybe there's some money thing he can do so they can't produce it. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to make it tougher for them to produce it because he's going to take away their funding. And so he said today, and I will get the exact quotes. Um, he said uh, he's likely, though he will, he will revoke funding for COVID-19 vaccines um, if elected to the White House next year. Certainly, we're not going to fund them, he said. I think that the Biden is spending billions and billions of dollars on these. So they've done studies. They have not demonstrated the benefit of the boosters. DeSantis, who remains a strong opponent of mandating COVID-19 vaccines and other pandemic measures claim that there isn't enough research to show where the benefits of the new boosters outweigh the risks. Biden said last month that he plans to ask for more funding from Congress for the development of a new coronavirus vaccine, a move that could face hurdles as a similar request to combat the virus was blocked by Congress last year. I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress for additional funding for a new vaccine that is necessary that works he says this one works so biden saying that this one works the last one he said worked and it didn't this one's going to work though the eighth one is going to work DeSantis also questioned whether the cdc should be trusted vowing told the agency accountable if elected in 2024 he claimed the cdc i'll actually play this i'll play this right now in fact i'm going to play the what have I asked DeSantis for and RFK Jr. too? What have I asked them for? I've asked them to hold people accountable, right? If that means the Department of Justice investigating the people who destroyed us, do that. The people who were wrong, do that. And also stop the funding for the vaccine. He has now said he will do both of those things. This was an interview to earlier, I believe, on NBC, ABC News, Okay. No, ABC News Live Prime, one of their shows. This is where he talks about the uh, the CDC. They have not demonstrated the benefit of the boosters. I think they did studies on mice for Pfizer. Moderna did do 50 humans, but you had one medically significant event that required physician attendant out of the 50. And so the question is, is these things have not been studied long enough uh, and there's not a, a need. Well, the CDC disagrees with that. They well, how, said but that how, but how, how, how good has CDC done, with all due respect, over the last few years? How many people trust CDC at this point? And I was somebody five years ago. If you would have said CDC said this, that would have carried a lot of weight for me. I was in the trenches during COVID. They were citing flimsy studies saying that masks will stop COVID. They were citing flimsy studies about the MNRA shots originally. Remember, they said, the CDC director said, if you take these shots, you will not get COVID. That is not true. We know it's not true. People got COVID. They would, they would make representations which were not true. So the trust that's been lost, I think, has been incalculable. And one of the things that I said is 
when I come in, we're going to have a reckoning about all these COVID policies. We're going to hold people accountable who got it wrong. There you go. So look, this is exactly, look, I, I, I half joke when I say he listened to me. Um, but, you know, I asked for two things. I asked for accountability and to stop the vaccines. And he looks like he's going to do both now. And I swear, I have, I have not heard, I could be wrong. I haven't heard anyone else uh, talk about him, like defunding the vaccine, stopping the production of vaccines, which is something I've, I've called for about, you know, 30 times on the show. And now he says he's going to do it. So he could be listening to this podcast or maybe Casey is. Casey DeSantis is very good at actually noticing who supports her husband. She really has been. I know some people on Twitter who've just been Twitter supporters and she recognizes them for what they do. So maybe it got through to him, but this is great. This is just amazing. This really proves what a mensch this is. And he's got balls because this, look, this issue, when you say I'm going to hold the people accountable who did these things to us, there are many people who disagree with that, right? Because there are many people in this country, especially Democrats, who believe the CDC did the right thing. And Fauci is a genius and Jesus and doesn't need to be held accountable for anything. So that's not going with like the overwhelming majority of people, right? And now when you talk about defunding the vaccine, you're probably even eliminating more people who agree with that, right? So this is like a ballsy stand. It really is where I'm not going to allow, basically not going to, I'm going to defund the vaccine is a ballsy stand. That is not a like a poll, there's no poll out there that's going to say 70% of Americans agree with that. I wouldn't be surprised if 70% disagree with that. So this is not a guy who just cares about the polls, right, or or public sentiment or having the majority on his side. He believes in doing the right thing, the right thing. And the right thing is to hold these people accountable who knowingly ruined our lives. They knowingly did it. It wasn't a mistake. Um, and uh, and also stopping the production of these useless, often often destructive vaccines that are just produced to make Big Pharma more money. Joe Biden wants to make his friends at Big Pharma more money, which he's been doing for half a century. Joe Obama's been a Big Pharma whore for half a century. And so on his way out of life, which is hopefully sooner rather than later, but then again, I'm a pessimist, he wants to make sure his friends at Big Pharma remember what a great supporter he was. So it's 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 really amazing. To, once again, so now we'll get, we got the honesty in Ron DeSantis, right, who has taken my advice, Micah Chopley's advice, and will defund the boosters. But now we go to liars. So I just read about Joe Biden saying, I've asked Congress for more money for a new vi- vaccine that works. He's telling you this in 2023. So why does he have to say, Why do you have to add that works? Did the others not work? So if you say, I want money for a new vaccine that works, what you're basically saying is all the others didn't, even though I lied about them having worked. And you're still taking the ones that haven't worked. But believe me now, two years ago, almost three years ago, I lied to you and said, if you get this vaccine, Jack, Jack Malarkey, Jackie, Jack, Jack, man, Jack, man, when he tries to be a real guy, right? Jack, man. Um, you're not going to get COVID. We know he lied. But now we're supposed to trust him and say, oh, this one, baby, it's going to work. Work for what? You know what? Um, Eli Klein, who has been a great uh, anti-COVID mandate, especially anti-mask mandate supporter from day one, 
He owns a gallery in New York. He was on CNN a lot in 2020. And he would not enforce the mask that uh, mandates or the COVID shot mandates in New York. He took a good stand on that. He said what Gavin, I'm sorry, what we can get to Newsom in a second. Well, Ron DeSantis basically said when he said he's going to defund COVID boosters, COVID vaccine production, is all he said is come 2025, he's going to treat COVID like we treat every other virus, right? That's what he said. I'm going to treat COVID come 2025. It'll be time to treat COVID just like we treat the cold, the common cold. And by the way, now I'm seeing story after story of doctors saying they can't differentiate now between the cold and the COVID because there is no difference. Hey, geniuses, you can't can't differentiate because it's the same fucking thing. And if you can't differentiate, then what's the big deal about COVID? Why are we still testing? Why are we still keeping kids out of school? Why are we still making people not go to work if it's the same thing as a cold? If you can't tell the difference now medically between a a sneeze and COVID, why are we treating COVID like it's the plague going into 2024? You fucking idiots. See what gets me mad? It gets me mad. Incompetent people in top positions. It fucking makes me angry. So all DeSantis is saying is we're going to start treating, when I'm president, we're going to treat COVID like the cold because it is the cold. We don't have to come up with vaccines for the cold. We don't have to constantly give money to produce vaccines for a fucking sneeze, you jagoffs. So that's basically what he's saying. Eli Klein is right. That's basically all Gavin Newsom is saying is that we're going to actually follow the science <clears throat> when I'm president. Now we move to another liar, Gavin Newsom. So Newsom goes on Cuomo show. I didn't even know which Cuomo is this. Is this Chris or, or Andrew? Which one? This, who? Where? Where's the show? I don't know where it is. Certainly not on CNN or MSNBC. So he went on some Cuomo show. I think it's Chris. Um, two, li- two liberal losers. Talk about two liberal losers, right? Gavin Newsom and Chris Cuomo. People watch this dreck. Could you imagine? Goes on there and lies. I'm not going to play the clip because I can't stand his voice. I can't stand his voice. I just can't stand it. So I don't want to play it. But basically what he did was, this is what he's done for the last three and a half years, is lie and say he did better. New York and California did better than Florida on COVID. Of course, that's nonsense. It's, it's a total lie. It, it's a, actually a statistical lie. It's a factual lie. Florida did better. Not, not only did better than New York and New Jersey, by the way, were the two worst states from like wire to wire from, from March 2020 till now. They're the worst two states with outcomes with COVID. Two of the most deep blue states ever. Okay. The worst outcomes. Okay. Even worse than California, to speak truth. But California did, for all of its lockdowns and mandates and the longest, most mandates and the longest lockdowns, it did poorly. It did the worst of any state. It was basically, I believe, towards the middle of the 50 states. But when you consider that it's the second youngest state in the country and how it mandated everything forever, it did very poorly. And of course, we know what happened with the economy on top of that. This is something Newsom just and liberals think don't matter. They think only 
Fake COVID deaths matter. The number of fake COVID deaths that were registered matter. No, what matters is also the economic destruction. People who couldn't see their parents in their last two years of their lives. People who couldn't see their parents who were dying in a hospital from anything didn't have to be COVID. People didn't go to the hospital because they were told if you go there, you die of COVID. So when they could have gone to the hospital normally and gotten treatment for, let's say, a heart issue, they died at home. Okay. So he doesn't, this motherfucking scumbag doesn't even talk about this. And the fake journalists don't even mention this, right? This all counts. Everything that's happened since COVID, during COVID because of the mandate, everything that will continue to happen over the next decade, the reverberations over the next decade matter, you fucking idiots. So the hair gel king of California goes on the Cuomo show and lies again. He lied. Florida is the second oldest state out of 50. California is the second youngest state out of 50. And you add in age, Florida did many times better than California. And their economy is intact. And people weren't afraid to go to the hospital. So where people in California, New York died at home, people in Florida went to the hospital and got cured and lived. You understand that? If you're listening, you sleazy piece of shit. See how mad I get? Because they just lie. They lie. And I'm not going to pussyfoot around like many people. I'm going to call it as it is. The man is a lying scumbag. You know what I just thought of also? Ron DeSantis is out there criticizing Republicans a lot. Criticizing McCarthy, criticizing the spending, like spend like whores on a holiday. He's actually criticizing his own party on real substantive stuff. Have you ever heard Newsom criticized the Democrats. Yeah, I heard him criticize Democrats once. You know what the criticism was? They don't uh, go after Republicans strong enough. That was his biggest complaint during uh, the election cycles, that they don't go after Republicans strong enough. He has never criticized his party or anyone in his party or his president on anything substantive because he's a political entity. He's a pure political whore from birth. And he'll be that way till death. What kind of an actual human being with an IQ thinks his party does everything right? They can, he, he can never blame a Democrat for doing anything wrong. You see, that's why Ron DeSantis is an actual real person. He's a real person. He's not a political machination. He's not a, he, wasn't, he wasn't developed in a Petri dit. He's not a political politician that came out of a fucking Petri dish like Gavin Newsom is. How can anyone take this kind of shit seriously? Anyone next to a D does everything right. Everything, And it's the opposite for your Republican. There are some Republicans that do it. There are. That are political entities. Everything a Republican does is right. And a Democrat never does anything right. Of course, that's becoming more the case now. But to actually, all he is, he's a cultist. It's the same thing as the Trump. He's the same thing. He lies like Trump. His people who love him are a cult, just like the Trump cult. They're a cult. Everything out of Newsom's mouth is a lie. Whether it's COVID, whether it's mandates, whether it's mass, whether it's climate change, whether it's the economy, whether it's gas prices, everything is a fucking lie. You know, it's not like I'm comparing politicians that, you know, it's kind of, there are a lot of gray area. 
Yeah, they all, they've, they've all got positives and negatives, and it's tough to tell the difference unless you're a really smart person. No, we're talking about politicians, people who – there's such a, a chasm between them. There's such a huge gap between them. It's so easy to see the differences between a Trump and a DeSantis or a DeSantis and a, and a Newsom. There's just nothing to compare. Like, like I've seen on Twitter, maybe people just don't understand. Maybe they don't, don't, they can't comprehend someone who's not just a purely political being and a partisan being because there are so many of them, because 95% of them in Congress are like that, that they don't know how to deal with someone like DeSantis. They don't. They have no way to do it. He, he, he didn't understand it. He'll criticize his own party strongly, and he'll criticize the left liberal media strongly, just as strongly. They don't understand that. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with someone who's just honest and tells it like it is and doesn't care who he offends or what the polls say? People don't know how to deal with it. They think, he, they think he's lying. Maybe they think he's lying. I don't know that he's too perfect. I, I don't know what it is. I can't get it. But you're being – there's someone there who has integrity and honesty and consistency. Well, you can't go back two years and say, oh, wait, you said the opposite of that, or a week ago, like some people. I just don't, that's what makes me so angry about the people in this country, is that they simply can't seem to see the difference when it's such a stark, like I say, it's not a subtle difference where you have to be a great social critic to, to get it. It's such a huge gap. It's such a huge difference. God like Newsom, yeah, I mean, Trump shows it on the outside too and has to do with his age and his weight, but his skin color and it is his hair, and you can see it. You know, a friend of mine believes that if someone's evil on the inside, it comes out. It starts to manifest itself eventually on the exterior. And that could be true. I, I'm not denying that's a possibility. But look at Gavin Newsom. He seems to do it to himself. He's telling you he's a slime ball with that hair gel. He's telling you. Anyone who wears <clears throat> that much hair gel is a slime ball. He's saying, look, look at me. You could see I'm a slime ball. You don't got to dig very deep. You don't got to be a deep thinker. Look at me. I'm a slime ball. And some people just still don't get it. He's happy to be a slime ball. And he lies, and the media doesn't call him on it, and people believe it. And that's the problem. Oh, there's Newsom. There's, yeah, you see? <clears throat> you see? Death Santis. Newsom did it right. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Walk in the streets of San Francisco. Walk in the streets of Los Angeles. And walk in the streets of Tampa or Fort Lauderdale or Hollywood or Miami. And tell me who got it right. Tell me who's doing better. Tell me who's dead and who's alive. Fucking idiots. Travel a little bit. Don't just stay in your fucking cubbyhole and think you know everything like most people in the city of San Francisco do. But there's good news, more good news on the DeSantis front is that it looks like Kim Reynolds of Iowa, the governor, is going to endorse him, which is huge. And before November, it looks like. It could come as soon as November. So that's a huge <clears throat> endorsement because you know that uh, Trump... Uh, uh, went after her, denounced her, and she's very liked in uh, in Iowa. 
she's she's adored by Republicans, especially. So uh, a November endorsement two months before the first votes are cast in Iowa would be huge and would most likely be followed by an endorsement by equally loved John Sununu in New Hampshire. So you would have the endorsement of the loved governors, Republican governors of, of, of Iowa and New Hampshire in a Republican primary, which would, of course, be a huge boost, a huge boost. Of course, the, the Trump cult thinks this is they think everyone who doesn't like Trump is establishment evil. You want establishment evil? Look at one of Trump's biggest supporters, Lindsey Graham. So Lindsey Graham is asking more money for Congress from Congress. He wants to send more money to the war to feed the war machine. Now, we know he's one of Trump's biggest supporters. So I don't understand why the great anti-war Trump, anti-military industrial complex Trump, anti-American imperialism Trump doesn't denounce him and say, I don't want your I don't want your endorsement. You know why? Because Trump's a fucking liar again. He's not anti-war. He's not he's not anti-establishment. He, he, look, he, he put in the most establishment swamp creatures into his uh, cabinet for four years. There's no way. You see, we know Trump is lying. He's not anti-war. He's not anti-American imperialism because there's no way Lindsey Graham would support someone who's not a war hawk. He would never do it, ever. That's his number one issue. Number one issue. So he would never, ever, ever endorse someone like Donald Trump if he were actually anti-war and actually anti-swamp, anti-establishment, anti-American imperialism, he would pick someone else. So we know Trump is lying about that too, because I'm sure he's had that conversation with Lindsey Graham, right? Before such an endorsement would come, right? Lindsey would want to know. And people will say, but Mike, wait a minute. I know what the Trump cult is thinking. Wait a minute. Trump didn't get us any new wars. Doesn't that prove it? No. That's, there's a line from <laughs> A Silence of the Lambs, which uh, Anthony Hopkins will deliver a lot better than I will, when uh, Clarice, uh, played by Jodie Forster, brings something up to him about the killer, right? And he says, no, Clarice, that's incidental. Well, he could say the same thing about Trump not starting any wars. That's incidental because he's such a fucking lunatic. Everyone was afraid to start a war. Doesn't mean someone's anti-war because they happen to be a, a nut job and everyone's afraid of them. It's incidental. But it has nothing to do with what would happen if he was presented with something where there would be a situation like a, a real war or Ukraine, right? When you have a Lindsey Graham as your biggest supporter talking in your ear, And we know the bell of the ball, Lindsey Graham, the bell of the ball, his number one issue is war. He loves war. Him and John McCain, great friends, maybe even a little bit of more. I don't want to sully John. He's not around anymore to defend himself. We know they were always the two biggest war hawks in the Republican Party. The two biggest war hawks in the Republican Party were McCain and Graham. So we know that he would never support someone who was a peacenik. Not going to happen. Not going to happen ever. Um, look, when it comes to integrity, and I spoke to a young man yesterday, Bruce Lowe, who has great integrity running against Nancy Pelosi, right? Uh, 
someone who's getting into politics to actually help people, right? Which is incredibly rare, right? That's just incredibly rare to do that, to want to get into politics to, to help people. And it's getting to the point now where I think a lot of people in this country just don't believe people get into politics for that reason anymore. Right. I mean, we have been totally beaten down by the Gavin Newsom's and the Joe Biden's and the Donald Trump's and the Lindsey Graham's and so on and so forth, that we just don't believe in heroes anymore in politics. We believe in heroes in movies. We don't believe in heroes in politics anymore. So it might take a while, right, people to warm up to the idea that DeSantis is actually what he seems to be. Right. He's actually what he seems to be. And there'll be plenty of people who will say and they you've heard on this show. okay, Mike. Once he gets elected, you'll see what he is. You'll see he's not what he says he is. Well, there's no proof of that because he is what he said he would be in Florida, right? What he promised in Florida, he delivered, which is why Democrats voted for him. How many times do I got to say this? To win Florida by 20 points, everyone votes for you, right? If only Republicans voted for you, you win by two, the way it used to be. Everyone voted for him because what he promised, he delivered. So, that tells me if he did it in Florida, why wouldn't he do it for the country? Why? But there's, once again, there's no proof he's not going to do it. The only proof we have for Ron DeSantis is that he does what he says he's going to do. That's all the proof we have right now. Okay? So this is what I mean when people say, well, you'll see, these are the people who have been so beaten down by charlatans, they don't believe a Ron DeSantis can be real. They just don't believe it. It's not in their DNA as Americans to believe it's possible that he's playing them just the way Trump played them, just the way Biden plays them, just the way Newsom plays them. He's playing everybody. And they'll won't. All I can say to these people is the facts tell us that's not true with him. And you'll just have to see for yourself nationally. Go to Florida. Like I said, get up your off your ass. Go to Florida. Talk to people there and they will tell you. This guy does what he says he's going to do. This guy does what he says, which is why he'll win Florida easily. Once again, all those ridiculous, the more ridiculous polls are the ones that show DeSantis losing Florida. He's not going to lose. That's a, that really proves to you how full of shit the polls are. He will destroy Trump in Florida, but we're not going to get there because Trump will be out way before then. But they love him there because he promised, and that's what they'll think when they're voting for him for president. This guy promised us to do this, that, and the other thing on a state level. He did it. We can trust him to do it for us in the White House. Here's a, a good clip uh, about uh, Ron DeSantis. This is the one about the military. We talked about this on the show yesterday. I, I mentioned this to Bruce when I said, what is your stance on the border? And the, DeSantis pretty much said, we're going to kill him if we have to. And this is... Uh, a clip of that, him talking about the border. They are killing our citizens. They are invading our country. We have every right to hold them accountable and to fight back. But with regard to bringing the military in to yes. shoot them, just want to say you have touted yourself as the, the law and order candidate. How is that not a recipe for chaos? It's not a recipe for Right now is the recipe for chaos. I mean, you see all the people coming across the border. Uh, a lot of these countries like Venezuela, they're letting people out of prison and they're sending them to the border. I mean, what what's happening in this country is a problem. There's Russians coming across the border. There's people from the Middle East. As much as I hate to, to, to say this, I think it's true that we're going to look back at some point 
and say there's going to have been some terrorist attack in this country that is going to be traced to what's happened to the border. And then, of course, we know run-of-the-mill crimes that are happening. So we've never had a more chaotic situation. As commander-in-chief, you have to defend your people, and you have to ensure the territorial integrity of your country. Right now, we have the drug cartels are controlling parts of our border more so than our own U.S. government. That will change when I become president. Uh, we'll make sure we're defending the country. By the way, if you watch this interview on ABC News, and they're posted on the DeSantis War Room, I just noticed they're sitting on, like, those metal chairs that you find, like, in a gymnasium. I don't understand why they gave them such as uncomfortable, those horrible metal chairs you see in the back of the gymnasium stacked up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, you know, it's, once again, Trump backtracked on that, right? He put out a video earlier this year where he basically said, he echoed what DeSantis is saying. And now he says, no, I never said that. Why would I say that? I never said that. Well, he did. But now he backtracked on that because he has to be the anti DeSantis. He's got to run as a liberal. So now he said he's not going to do what DeSantis says he's going to do with the border, which is to kill them. And he needs to kill them. We need to kill them because they're murderers, right? And if you see someone murdering someone, you kill them if you're a police officer, you know, then or in the military and uh, you stop people from murdering people and these people are murdering children and other americans by bringing this stuff in they're not indirectly murdering people they're directly murdering people that fentanyl directly kills people it doesn't indirectly kill people directly kills people so they're murderers so i agree with this i agree with this policy i do and that's not you know that that crazy that liberal reporter the leftist reporter says that's chaos why is that chaos why is killing murderers chaos? Well, maybe the left does believe that killing murderers is chaos because they let them out of jail. They don't charge them. They don't prosecute them. How is that chaos? And DeSantis answers it perfectly by saying that's not chaos. Chaos is what we have now. No border. Drugs freely coming over the border, killing our children. That's chaos. Stopping children from being killed is not chaos. That's law and order, baby. That's peace. That's tranquility. Who cares if he kills drug smugglers? Who gives a shit? Only the left thinks that's chaos to kill drug smugglers. And don't worry. You know they're going to give them a chance to give up. But those people often have guns and don't give up. So they should be killed. <clears throat> So we could talk more about the positives of Ron DeSantis and, of course, the, the positives and negatives of, of, uh, of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Um, but you know me, I like to talk about hypocrisy, Democrat hypocrisy, right? So Democrats want Lauren Boebert kicked out of Congress, right? So one... Democrat I know posted a little meme and he wrote, if Lauren Boebert isn't kicked out of Congress, we owe Al Franken a big apology. Well, there's revisionist history 101. Republicans didn't kick Al Franken out of Congress. Democrats did. In particular, Kristen Gillibrand, Democratic senator. Remember her? The blonde from New York? You know her? Kristen Gillibrand? She's the one who led the march to kick 
Al Franken out of Congress for, for no reason whatsoever. Kick a senator out. Make a senator – pressure a senator to resign for no reason whatsoever. For having fun at a USO, for being um, a little sexually provocative and funny at a US, US, USO uh, uh, rally event, which is commonplace for those kinds of events. A long time ago, before he was even senator. It's the Democrats who are the hypocrites, not the Republicans. It's the Democrats who are the party of wokeness and canceling people. They canceled Al Franken. Republicans didn't. They might have nudged Al Franken and made fun of Al Franken because he was a big liberal. But they didn't ask for him to resign. They didn't pressure him to resign. His own party did. That's why he had to resign. Because his own party, remember Nixon? His own party came to him. If it was only Democrats, Nixon wouldn't have resigned. But Republicans came to him and said, you've got to resign. And so he did. That's when people usually resign, when the, the people in their own party turn against them. That's what happened with Al Franken, revisionist history Democrats. So Lauren Boebert being kicked out of Congress has nothing to do. In fact, the thing is, Republicans aren't, from what I see, asking her to leave Congress. Because they're not the party of cancel culture. The Democrats are the ones. The Democrats are the ones who forced Al Franken out, and they're the only ones who are bullshitting about Boebert needing to resign. Because they are the – this is the whole thing. This is more hypocrisy than Democrats. Republicans aren't the prudes. Lauren Boebert isn't the prude. Democrats are the prudes. They're the prudes. You had a little fun at a USO thing 40 years ago? Out you go. You groped your boyfriend, oh, my God, in the theater? Out you go. The Democrats are the prudes. Not the Republicans, but this is more Democrat hypocrisy. It's more revisionist history from Democrats who know they can get away with it because their people are idiots. Once again, not revisionist history from 1820, revisionist history of this decade, of the last decade. And they can get away with it because their people are morons. The party of Bill Clinton did nothing wrong. And once again, I'm of that feeling. I don't think Bill Clinton should have been, you know, kicked out of office or impeached for doing what he did. But Democrats were saying that, right? Oh, oh, come on. Yes, it's untoward. The president sticking a cigar, you know, where and an intern in the Oval Office is untoward. But hey, it's slick willy. Come on, what do you expect? But Boebert should be kicked out of Congress for doing something in her private time with her boyfriend. Bill Clinton, no, don't kick him out, right? But Lauren Boebert, kick her out. So the Democrats are the prudes. They are the party of hypocrisy. And it's over and over and over and over and over over and over again. That's all they do. You know, we do have some uh, – oh, I'll get to this in a second. I'll get to – New York City is removing – wants to remove – of all the problems New York City has, they're concentrating on removing George Washington statues. That's, that's what they – they want to remove a statue of the first president of the United States. That's their 
part of their reparations plan. We'll talk about that. And Gavin Newsom saying that Joe Biden's old age is a good thing because he wants a, a seasoned veteran. He wants a seasoned vegetable. He likes his vegetables seasoned. He wants a seasoned vegetable running the country. Once again, this is what shows what a fucking phony is. A lot of Democrats, at least, I'll give them credit, are saying, you know what? Pelosi's too old. Biden's too old. Uh, Feinstein's too old. They're telling the truth. But he is such, once again, Gavin Newsom is such a political entity. He's such a political amoeba. Amoeba. He can't even admit that Biden's too old. And he's saying, oh, no, his age is a good thing because he has a D next to his name. So he gets the, uh, opens his mouth. Come on, Joe, put your old member in my mouth. This is what a fucking phony this guy is. What a total politician. There's no human being in there. It's all politician. All politician. When it comes to Trump, I talk about his cult. And I think that some people starting to wake up a little bit. So there's a guy, you might know him, named Dan Bongino. He used to have a show on Fox on the weekends. He has a, a pretty uh, popular podcast called The Dan Bongino Show. Um, and he's been kind of a big supporter of Donald Trump. And, you know, he's been on that kind of like, it's a Republican primary thing. I don't want to badmouth any of them kind of thing, which I don't agree with, but whatever. Um, but even he had to criticize Trump and it came down with the uh, abortion thing, right? And Bongino said, if you think it's terrible that states protecting the unborn, then you're probably not a conservative. Well, I have a, a, a message for, for, for Dan. Don Bongino, he's never been a conservative, Don Bongino. He's always been a liberal. He's always been a Democrat, always. His entire life, he's been a Democrat. Uh, uh, I think you know, you. Uh, your name is Bongino. So you have to know a little bit about New York. This guy has been a, a liberal Democrat his whole fucking life, Don. Whole fucking life, Don Bongino. That's these people don't seem to get. I don't think, once again, I said Trump's issue here is not that he flip-flopped on abortion or said the, uh, the, the heartbeat bill is wrong. And that's not the thing. He's always been a liar. He's always been a flip-flopper. You're probably not a conservative. Why don't you look at Donald Trump's first 70 years of his life and his time in New York? Of course he's not a conservative. Do, did conservatives vote for Democrats? Were conservatives pro-choice? Were conservatives good friends with the Clintons? Not too many of them. He was never a conservative. He was always a liberal Democrat. Just because he's wealthy doesn't mean he wasn't a, couldn't have been a liberal Democrat. There are tons of wealthy liberal Democrats, George Soros. So, yes, Don Bongino, he's not a conservative. He's not. Never was. I'm glad people are finally kind of waking up to this. There's a true conservative in this race, and that's Ron DeSantis. And if you are Republican and you believe in true conservatism, then he's your guy. If you're not a conservative, maybe he's not your guy. Once again, I can see liberals in a way not liking him because he's conservative, but I don't know what issue they disagree with, though. Really, in their hearts, they disagree with. Even the liberal. I don't, I don't know. What would you disagree with? What would you disagree with? So liberals now believe that Big Pharma should run amok and there should be no accountability. 
Is that what liberals believe now? I thought they believed what Ron DeSantis believed, that they should be held accountable and they shouldn't be able to just rake in billions of dollars. I thought that's what liberals believed. I thought so. So liberals think our children should be killed with fentanyl? I I don't know any liberals of the past that I knew that would want children to be killed by drugs. I think most liberals would believe what Ron DeSantis believes, that we should stop these people from killing our children. I don't know. is Is that conservative? Is that conservative? I don't know. I think it's just right. I think Ron DeSantis is just right about things, right? Once again, that's the word, conservative and liberal. And yeah, I get the abortion thing, maybe. But on most issues, really, what does it mean? Is wanting to protect our children. And if we need to kill the people who kill them first before they kill our children, if that's conservative, then I'm a conservative. If not allowing Big Pharma to run amok and be corrupt and just collect money off the backs of American citizens while they perish from from bad vaccines and bad drugs, then I'm a conservative. Uh, if you believe in like uh, not allowing big corporations like Disney to get special tax breaks, if you believe that, I believe that. I guess I'm a conservative. You see, when people bandy about these terms, liberal and conservative, they really know what they're talking about. They really know what they're talking about. They really understand what they mean. Do they have any meaning anymore? I think it's just right and wrong. There are certain things that are right and certain things that are wrong. Period. Bring me to another thought about the hair gel king of California. So this is this is pointing out his constant lying and the way he even he's, he even lies about his own lies and his lies become new lies. So about a week ago or two weeks ago, he comes out and says, he gives a fake non mea culpa, right? Saying, I would do COVID differently. Well, okay, let's try to match that up to what he said on the Cuomo show, where he's bragging about how well California did, and that California and New York did better than Florida. So what do you, why would he say a week ago he'd do, why would he do anything differently? He said he would do it all differently. Why? If, if, if you did so well, buddy boy, why would you do anything differently? Uh, differently like who? Like what? What's different than California? Ron DeSantis in Florida. What was different than California during COVID? Ron DeSantis in Florida. So you're saying you would do it differently, meaning you would do it their way, yet things went so well, why would you come out and say you do anything differently? This is why he lies so much. He doesn't know what the truth is anymore. He constantly contradicts himself, and he hopes you don't know the truth either. That's what he counts on. And you know what? He's right. At least on the state level, people keep voting for him. Because they don't know what the truth is, or like him, they don't care what the truth is. Uh, Gavin Newsom knows what the truth is. He knows Ron DeSantis was right, and he was wrong. He know he did it wrong, and Ron DeSantis did it right. He knows that. He knows it. He doesn't care. And the people who vote for him know it and don't care either. I'll say it again. It's the same thing with the Trump supporters. They know he's full of shit. 
They don't care. People have these weird emotional and psychological connections to politicians. I don't get it. You know, I kind of get, I understand it with like um, celebrities. I do. I do get it. I've had my own little dabbles in that kind of thing. I mean, not with people you would, I mean, me, it's Woody Allen. I mean, that's how crazy I am, <laughs> but it's Stanley Kubrick. But it, sometimes it's, you know, uh, Madonna, right? I get it. I get it. She's fabulous, right? A celebrity, great talent. I get it. Britney Spears, I get it, right? But politicians? Politicians? I got swept up in the Bernie craze. I'll admit it. Guilty as charged. But not to the point where... Not to the point where I would have drinking the... I would have, I would have taken the Kool-Aid for him. And the same with Ron DeSantis. I wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid for him. But there are these supporters of these people, especially... Newsom and even more so Trump that would drink the Kool-Aid for this guy. Trump for sure. They would drink the Kool-Aid. If he said you must drink this Kool-Aid, they would drink it. Many of them would. I don't understand that. I don't I don't get the allure to these people. I don't get the allure. Once again, I get the allure to a celebrity. Beautiful, glorious, uh wealthy, uh fabulous. They got it. What is the allure to a politician? What's the allure to a guy that wears 12 vats of goopy hair gel in his head every time he goes out that does that every morning? You know, maybe someone else does it for him. I don't think so. He probably does it himself. So imagine that, right? Look at the way Trump does his hair. I mean, these people that look like this, that look like Newsom, that look like Trump. What is the allure? I don't, there's no, I don't get it. There isn't even a superficial allure to them. They're grotesque-looking people. They're grotesque-acting people. I, I, if anyone, if anyone listening knows a good shrink, a psychologist who can come on this show and try to explain this, I would love to have a, at least a full hour with this person and their opinions on this whole thing, on this phenomenon. Because I don't understand it. And like I said, I have no, I don't really believe in the celebrity worship. I never worshipped uh, a Madonna or, or any people like that. But I can, at least I can comprehend that kind of allure. With someone like Newsom or Biden, <laughs> or God, Biden, or Trump, I don't, I can't. I don't, I don't, I, I know it exists though. I know many people who have a very deep-seated emotional and psychological connection, but I don't get it. I can't comprehend it. It's not in my syntax to understand it. Uh, DeSantis said something else recently. He said he's going to, when he's president, we're going to see $2 a gallon gas. Now, by the way, someone just posted, I know a friend who lives in Southern California and just posted uh there was a gas station in Southern California where the gas was $7.80. I want to say that again, $7.80 a gallon. I wonder if it would benefit most people if that went down to two. All right, things will always be more expensive in California. Let's say three, three fifty. Would it benefit people to spend four to five dollars a gallon less? Yet, of course, these people wouldn't even entertain voting for Ron DeSantis. Once again, a guy who has done everything in Florida he said he was going to do. 
How's he going to get to $2 a gallon gasoline? Ron? So here's what's happening. On January 20th, 2025, there's going to be a new sheriff in town. As your president, I will restore our freedom to fuel. I will ensure that the United States of America is the dominant energy producer in the entire world. I will ensure that this country does not have to rely on hostile nations for its energy needs ever again. We will lift the Biden EV mandates and uh, other uh, standards. We will eliminate subsidies uh, for EVs, and we will support Americans' right to drive the cars they want. In short, we will save the traditional American automobile. We will repeal Biden's clean power plan and his rules targeting gas stoves, furnaces, and appliances on day one. In Florida, we made gas stoves tax-free. So we're not like California and New York. They're trying to eliminate it, too. We want you to be able to use what you want, and we'll ensure that applies nationwide. We will oppose all policies that increases America's energy reliance on the Communist Party of China. We will not rely on unproven technologies that lead to blackouts or succumb to unfounded mandates that burden hardworking families. So that's how he's going to do it. There you go. That's a big part of how he's going to do it right there. Energy dependence. We have it all right here in places like Texas and Alaska, right? We have the resource. We know that. We have the resource here to get our own oil and gas and make the prices a lot lower and not be dependent on other countries like uh, in the Middle East, hostile places like Middle East and China, right? We have it. This is not, once again, this is not something that's going to be like science fiction, right? He doesn't have to create a science fiction scenario. He just needs to dig, baby, dig and stop these ridiculous regulations that these far left whack jobs like Gavin Newsom believe in, right? These regulations that look, once again, we talk about Florida, we talk about California with COVID, all the regulations, all the mandates, shitty outcome, right? And the same thing is with uh, their policies when it comes to energy and gas, right? The, the, the shittiest outcomes, right? The most, the, the highest gas prices, the most blackouts, right? These rolling blackouts we always have. The reason why they, they, they elected uh, Schwarzenegger and throughout Gray Davis, the rolling blackout, we still have them. We still have blackouts. We still have, remember with the heat wave last year for two days, we had to, everyone had to turn off their air conditioning. Everyone had to turn their lights off and live with candles. That's California for you with all the regulations. This is what the regulations do. This is a cult also. This is a religion, right? Of that, you know, that inbred, what's her name? Where they have the big mural of her here and say, I have to, three blocks from my house, I got to see this ridiculously grotesque mural of this inbred girl. The worship of her. Uh, this is what we get for it. These things don't work. But there are narratives, right? These are, this is dogma, and they're never going to abandon it. Because once you abandon it, you say you were wrong. And not just wrong for a couple of weeks. Wrong for years and decades and your whole fucking life. So they'll never go back. Look, they would not go back on COVID mandates after being wrong for 18 months. You think they're going to go back on mandates and policies that have been wrong for 30, 40 years? Of course not. Of course not. Because people say, what, what the fuck have we been doing? 
you idiots. So they'll never do it. They have to stick with the same things that don't work over and over again just to save their own asses, to save face, right? That's what they have to do. So Ron DeSantis will do the right thing. He'll end all these regulations. He'll end the relying on other countries. And all those things, stopping the regulations, relying on other countries, will bring the gas down to what they figure about two bucks. Two bucks. I remember when gas was below a dip. I'm sure everyone else, many people do. Maybe some people don't. Um, but I remember when gas was like 80 cents a gallon. I remember when I lived on Staten Island as a kid in the 70s, my mother would drive to Jersey because the gas was like, it was like a, a 95 cents on Staten Island and like 80 cents in New Jersey. That's what I remember. Now, Staten Island was too expensive. New York was 95 cents. Jersey was 80 cents. And now look where we are. San Francisco, most of the gas stations are five, six bucks a gallon. This is squeezing people. It's not squeezing Bill Gates, just the way COVID mandates didn't squeeze Bill Gates. It's not squeezing a friend, Elon Musk, on and off again, friend, Elon Musk, <laughs> the friend we love to hate, Elon Musk, not squeezing him, just like COVID policies and mandates didn't squeeze him. It's squeezing the little guy, it's squeezing the little person, it's squeezing the people who can af least afford to be squeezed. That's what happens. And that's where we are here in California. And that's what you would get, by the way, uh, if you're listening somewhere else, if Gavin Newsom were, God forbid, God I see, God forbid, ever president of the United States of America. But if Ron DeSantis is, we're going to get $2. I believe we'll get $2 a gallon gas because he doesn't lie. If he doesn't think he can do it, he don't say it. So is that what you want? Do you want our children living, not being killed by fentanyl drug dealers? Do you want $2 a gallon gas? Do you want a law that says if there's a heartbeat detected, there's life? That's, do you want someone who believes in that science, that if something has a heartbeat, there's life? I, that's pretty good science, I think. As far as I know, you got a heartbeat, you're alive. You don't, you're dead, right? I think that's pretty, pretty certain, pretty clear. Once again, Democrats believe in science when it's convenient. When it's not convenient, which it usually isn't, they don't. They don't. Remember, the same people who don't believe that a heartbeat is life believe that cloth masks stop the spread of a, of a virus that ended up infecting 100% of the people in the country. Those are the same people who believe that a heartbeat doesn't mean life. The same people believe the vaccine was going to stop the spread. That, as Rachel Madcow disease said... If you get these, it stops with you and ends with you. These are the same people, the climate change nuts, the same people who say every 10 years, like that mural of that inbred girl here in San Francisco, every 10 years, 10 years from now, we're not going to be here. And they've been saying every 10 years for the last half century, those are the same people. So you either believe in science or you don't. It's not believing in science when it's convenient for your party, when it's convenient for your, for your dogma, when it's convenient for your narrative. You either believe in science or you don't. Let's put it this way. Let's say I was pro-choice. I would still have to believe in the science that says the heartbeat means life and that if you destroy the life after the heartbeat, you are killing that 
entity that's alive. I'd have to believe that. I can't not all of a sudden because I'm pro-choice doesn't mean that heartbeat doesn't mean life anymore. Do you understand that you liberals who don't fucking seem to get it in your fucking heads? You can be pro-choice, but you must say that you are killing a life form. But you believe in killing the life form at that stage. You don't believe in killing a life form at two years old, but you think it's okay to kill a life form at six weeks or a month and a half. That's okay for certain reasons, right? A woman should have to chew. They have their own body is important. They can decide what happens inside their own body. Once the, once the being is outside their own body, then they don't have that decision anymore. Okay. If that's what you believe, fine. But you see, putting it in that very stark, real way doesn't work for them. They want to say things like, Oh, a heartbeat isn't real. Just because it has a heartbeat doesn't mean it's a human being. <laughs> doesn't mean it's alive. These people are fucking insane. They're fucking insane. And yes, there is a good percentage of them who believe that a mother should be able to abort while she's on, while she's getting labor pains. They do. They fucking believe it. And they've said they believe it. Just because it hasn't happened very often or even maybe at all in reality doesn't mean they don't believe that should be allowed. No, of course most women are not going to abort while they're in labor. But there are people in the Democratic Party who believe she should be able to legally. That's real. That's not fake fucking left-wing legacy media. The view. That's not fake. That's many Democrats believe that just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean they don't believe it should be able to, that that woman can't go to jail for it. That's what they believe because they're insane. They're insane. So, once again, you believe in science or you don't believe in science. Period. I've talked about the, the abortion issue many times. That it may have been a time not too long ago. No, there was a time not too long ago. Why would have been on the side of six weeks is too early? That the heartbeat, yes, it shows there's life. But at that early, okay, it's early. Let's come up with a, a later period. But not anymore. Not anymore. Why? Well, there are a few reasons. I've become more conservative. I've become more that way, for sure. But because those people didn't have my back during COVID, they didn't have my back when it came to forcing me to take a vaccine to live, to live my life. They didn't back my body, my choice. So now I'm not backing their body, their choice. Do you understand? They like to talk, and I talk about with Trump, loyalty being a one-way street, but it works outside of Donald Trump too. Loyalty is not a one-way street. If I back you for the first 50 years of my life with your body, your choice, and then it came a time, finally, after a half century of you to back me just for a year or two, and you didn't, fuck you. Fuck you. Don't get pregnant. Have the guy wear a condom. Take a fucking pill. You don't get your period. Get the fucking abortion before six weeks. How about that? Take some fucking personal responsibility. That's why I've changed on this issue, too. Take personal responsibility. You can't just open your legs, have all the fun you want, and just abort children left and right. That's not the way it goes. And the heartbeats left and right. 
Not the way it goes. Personal responsibility. Personal responsibility, period. Don't cry when you get pregnant. Because we know there are a million ways to prevent getting pregnant. This is not 1710. You can have the guy wear a condom. You could take the pill. Among about 20 other ways you can prevent getting pregnant. You cannot have sex. Just give blowjobs. There are a lot of ways to have fun and not get pregnant. And yes, of course, if someone's raped, it's a different story. But come on, have some personal responsibility. It's time for that now, too. Because we're seeing less and less people taking personal responsibility for for anything. From something they say to something they do, to a, a, a law they try to get enacted, to a mandate they put forward. They don't take personal responsibility when things go wrong, when they don't go the right way, when they don't go the way they hoped or expected. They don't take responsibility. And that has to end. So now we have to have a president like DeSantis who's going to force people to be held accountable. They don't want to do it themselves. You'll force them to be held accountable. I don't think I've actually, you know, I agreed with Bernie a lot of things, but of course, Bernie turned out to be a phony. Um, But I don't think I've actually really agreed with a politician so much on issues as I do Ron DeSantis, because he always seems to take more of the common sense angle, right? Common sense. You don't want kids being killed by by drug dealers, right? Uh, If the the child has a heartbeat, I I say it's life. Um, You know, I I want to make sure Big Pharma doesn't run amok. I want to make sure people are held accountable. I want to, you know, these big government agencies that are corrupt, I want to to dismantle them and, 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 and start from the scratch. These things are common sense things to me, right? They're common sense, lower gas prices, use on natural resources. These are common sense things. And he always seems to take like the, the, the common sense approach. And I like that because I'm a common sense guy and not enough politicians have common sense. The, 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 a man is a man. <laughs> how, about, how about that for common sense and science? A man's a man. And a woman's a woman. Wow, mind-blowing. Something that even Trump can't seem to agree to now. A man is a man, a woman is a woman. That doesn't change. That hasn't changed because the calendar flipped to 2020. It doesn't change. Biology doesn't change. X and Y chromosomes don't change in the year 2020. Once again, this is the biggest problem with the liberal, is that they... They want it both ways. They want their cake and eat it too, right? Like I said with the abortion thing, they can't admit that a heartbeat equals life. They want to pretend it doesn't because it fits their narrative. Well, the same thing with the gender stuff. Just admit that people are just deciding to, to like play act and be a different sex. That's fine. You can play act and be a different sex. I get it. I love, I love kinkiness. It's a great kinky thing. Yeah, women want to be men sometimes. Men want to act as women. Maybe people want to do it for the rest of their lives. They want to do it for a period of their lives, then change. Great. Go for it. But you're play acting. Once again, it shouldn't be illegal. And adults should do what they want to do. Even some adults are going to take it to the extreme and, and do things to their bodies. That's their choice, baby. 
But the liberal doesn't want to admit that that's what it is. They want to pretend it's something else. Oh, no, everything we've known about human biology forever is wrong. No, a man can be a woman and part woman and a woman can really be a man and someone can be born in the wrong sex. And they said they want to change science. They want to change reality because when they admit reality, it doesn't fit into their narrative. So they want to change reality instead of just saying these people are play acting. And if they really believe in their heart of hearts that they're a different gender, they're sick. They are sick in the head. The line from Mean Streets where Harvey Keitel has a the girlfriend who has epilepsy and he, uh, <laughs> he, he tells his uncle about her and she says, well, yeah, he's a, she's, a, she's a sick in the head. And he goes, no, no, uncle, she has epilepsy. That's what I said. She's sick in the head. Well, he was right. <laughs> they're sick in the head if they believe they're a different gender. They're a different sex. That's what they believe. That's, a, that's, not, that's, not, that's a mental disorder. Once again, if you know you're play acting, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think you have a mental disorder. It's fun. You like doing it. You like wearing women's clothes. We've always seen the cross-dressers, right? I don't even think it's good to make fun of them. I think people have their fetishes, and they want to they want to be different things. They want to be – men sometimes want to be dominant. They want to be submissive. Same with women. Great. Go for it. But a man is a man, and a woman is a woman. Oh, Bill, how are you, my friend? We missed you yesterday. You could have asked my, my guest a question. Bruce, Bruce Lowe, who is right. Are you there, Bill? Bill? Hello, Bill. Mike calling Bill. Come in, Bill. Mike calling Bill. Bill, I've, there you go. There you are. Hey, Mike, how you doing? For some reason, I didn't get the invite. I just unmuted, and there I am. <laughs> How's uh, it going? Glitching the app. Um, good. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. I think I either I was doing my own calling or I slept through it. I can't remember, but I was doing something. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I think if you pull most Americans, most the, this fringe woke mentality is a very small percentage of the masses, really. It, yet it's being thrust on us. Well, they're very I, loud, right? They're very loud about it. Yeah. Right, right. But that, this is all part of, uh, the agenda uh, coming from the World Economic Forum, you know, all the way to, uh, what do they call it, minor attracted adults and, you know, all, all this insanity is coming from the UN, the World Economic Forum, and uh, being thrust upon uh, the people through our media. I, I would gander, if you took a poll of most Democrats, they don't agree with this either. It's just... We're getting fed this through the media like this really, this really is an issue. Um, for most Americans, I don't, I don't believe it is. I think most Americans agree with you, what you're saying about. Well, I, I, yeah. I was just going to mention what you mentioned, which is not just, it's not just a very vocal minority, but they have the legacy media on their side. Right. Exactly. Which makes it seem louder and bigger, right? Yeah. It's all propaganda though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not real. And, and, um, that's why Bernie had so many people behind him. And like, I, a lot of people were buying Bernie. We, 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 we felt this populist message was true for many people. And, right. um, 
Right. Of course, AOC was right there with him and, and portraying herself as someone that was going to give up, go for it so hard. If it, she was only in one term, that was it, as long as she could bring the message and fight hard. And we see this metamorphosis that happens, and it's, um, I don't know what happens. I, I, it's perplexing whether they're intimidated or threatened by the deep state once they get into Washington and they start trying to fight the establishment, maybe. Um, but maybe their friends and families are threatened. I don't know. Something happens. And it happens on a regular. So, um, of course, they could always look at what happened to JFK and Bobby Kennedy and, and see evidence of what happens when people fight the establishment. So, but anyone getting into politics has to know that's going to come up. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, look at RFK Jr. The Secret Service denies him protection to the Biden administration. Trump, when he was running in 2016, even as a candidate, had the Secret Service protecting him. Right. And of he, course. Yes. You know? Yes. So, no doubt about um, it. Yeah. So this is, although one would argue the Secret Service may have had a lot to do with killing his uncle, or RFK's uncle now, the CIA, whatever. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's better off without him. <laughs> I don't know. We have his own security team. Yeah. 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 I, I just ran through something. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Right. I ran through something on my Twitter feed. It, yeah. it drives me crazy. So these Trump supporters now are complaining mm -hmm. that Megyn Kelly was, was way too hard on Donald Trump. Oh, I mean, please. Are you once kidding? Again, and I just wrote, she was actually incredibly soft on him. Oh, yes, you know why, Bill? Because people don't know what real journalism is anymore. So if there's any kind of pushback from the journalists at all, if they if they interject any fact at all, people think they're being too tough on people. Do you remember Russert, Bill Russert, Meet the Press? A big uh, brother, the guy who did Meet the Press before he he died suddenly. Uh, the, you, know, I, you know, I, I went. Uh, Russell I went a long time without the TV uh, yeah, well, Bill for Rogers about 15 years. Yeah. He was the last guy who did before mm -hmm. asshole Chuck Todd, who oh, okay. did the press, who was really good. And what he would do is he would have politicians on. So let's say you had he had Donald Trump on and Trump started talking about uh, the border and how he never said mm -hmm. that he was going to do what Ron DeSantis is going to do. What, what Russell would do is he so really? Well, here's the video of you. <laughs> they don't do that now. Now yeah. it's easier. And this was in the 90s, Bill. It's easier yeah. now to do that kind of thing. Sure a, a video record of everything or an yeah. audio record of everything. And that they don't do it because they don't care. Because they're lazy and they don't care and they have an agenda, right? Well, I think it's obviously the six, only down to what is it, six media companies versus 50 when you first got in the business. And so, uh, they're controlled by the, the BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, Interinvested, and the, they control the narrative mm -hmm. through Pfizer or whatever it is that, so this is why you don't see reporters, well, uh, when Tim Russert, fighting. Tim Russert, sorry, when Tim Russert died, mm -hmm. I believe that was part of the end of journalism. You know, mm -hmm. you have Mondale goes way before him, right? Not Mondale. Mm -hmm. uh, not, what am I talking about? Uh, Cronkite, Mondale, Cronkite, yeah. Mondale and Cronkite go way before him. But Tim mm -hmm. Russell, I think, was kind of the last of that vestige of uh, Barbara Walters to a point, too. Um, mm -hmm. They're kind of the end of it all, you know, and yeah. nothing. Uh, the beginning of the end was when Russell passed away. And, and of course, then later on, Chuck Todd took over. It's that was the end of real journalism, the beginning of 
political activism. Yeah. There was a time when you didn't know. I've said this before. You watched someone who was a, a news guy or journalist, and you didn't know if they were Democrat or Republican. That's right. You that's right. Tell. You could not tell. Now, come on, Bill, you, you and I know 99% of the people on television nowadays, you know what their party preference is, right? Right, right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, it should be objective. Well, right, um, unless, you're a, unless you're a talking head. If you're a podcaster or if you're someone with an opinion show, sure, that's fine. If you're a Sean Hannity, I don't care. If I know you're a Republican. If you're Rachel Maddow, you're a liberal. But that's not real journalism. And the problem is even with news show, quote, unquote, news they call news shows. Do you know if the person's a liberal or a conservative? Yeah, well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, maybe it's just my recall. Tom Brokaw, I, I thought, was pretty straight. Um, oh, those three, yeah. the three of them. Remember, the, who were yeah. the big three? Brokaw, Jennings, yeah. and Rather. Jennings, right? that's right, yeah. Brokaw, yeah. NBC, Jennings, ABC, and Rather, CBS. Those were the yeah. three. And yes, you did not know what their party preference was. You didn't. Now you know. I mean, Dan Rather is a big liberal. on. Yeah, yeah he's That's changed. Fine. Yeah. He's been retired for 20 years. But while he was doing his job, you didn't know. No, in fact, he called out Bush. Remember the conflict they had? Um, Bush won regarding uh, what where were we in at the time. Anyway, he called Bush out for what he felt was him misleading the public. It became a big scandal at the time. And um, Dan Rather, I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. I, I don't remember the details of it right now. but Yeah, yeah and, I, and I remember actually conservatives, the people I work with in the 90s in, in radio who were conservatives, who thought those guys were too liberal. <laughs> you know, that yeah. – but those compared to now, I mean, right. come on. There's no comparison. Right. They were so much more objective than, than these people are. You know, because they knew they had that. They they cared about their job, man. These are the people. They went to school for this. They grew up. They wanted to be journalists. They cared about their job. They didn't want to be slanted. I work with radio people. When I was at WABC in the nineties, right. I mm -hmm. worked with news guys. I was in my I was in that newsroom when I was eighteen years old. Wow! Watching them, you know, uh, pull copy and mm -hmm. we saw the, the ticker machine back then. You know, where the news would mm -hmm. come out of the ticker. And I would see what they would do. And I remember they would go on our shows, which were either left wing or right wing. Yeah, I remember. Probably one way or the other. And they would be journalists. They would not, even if the host was trying to goat them into giving an opinion, they wouldn't do it because mm -hmm. they wanted to be seen as fair. God, yeah. those people are gone, Bill. They're all gone. Well, yeah, I remember when I used to like watching 60 Minutes, when I, they, they were actually doing some real reporting, even PBS, be maybe a little more liberal PBS, but still, they were doing some real dives and expose type reporting. And, you know, even you go back to 2016 with the, the major news uh, companies exposing um, the right sector, the C-14, the Bandera boys in Ukraine, and trying to push for defunding uh, because of the embed embedded Nazi uh, white supremacist uh, elements. Um, those No one's talking about that today in the big mainstream media. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. No. As no, all battalion. No one's talking about it. It's crazy. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. It, it, it's like, what happened? 
Or you go you go back to 2016 where the Democrats are barking about the Dominion voting machines being totally hackable and justifiably so. It's like what where what it's, it's the narratives change. It's it's so there's no integrity. No. I remember Lindsey Graham talking about how corrupt Trump was. Remember when Trump was running first time and how horrible Trump was and everything. And then he was soon as Trump gets elected. He, here's Lindsey Graham, Graham kissing his ass. It's like, what happened to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's pathetic. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you know, so look, you know, you have a guy in, I want to go back to DeSantis again. Uh, you go. You have a guy who mm. had delivered everything he said he was going to deliver in Florida, right? Then you have a guy mm. like Trump who, as president, didn't deliver anything <laughs> he said he was going to deliver on. So you have a once again, even that is a stark difference in the. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, you asked me. What, like I, I'm totally on board. First of all, I believe life starts with conception. Mm-hmm. That's I'm conservative that way. So if you want to call, you're, you're, you're like when the sperm goes in there. The well, the bottom line is, one. What, I always say to women, can you get pregnant by yourself? You don't believe in the immaculate conception. Whatever, that's fine. So can you get pregnant on your own? No, of course No. So how is it just your body then? Yeah. That's not and true. so once the, once, once the egg embeds in the, you know, in the, in the body, once it starts multiplying, the life has obviously begun. The, the multiplying, the yeah. conception that, you know, um, I don't see how else to see it unless that life's interrupted. No, by... that's, sci- that's science. That's exactly. That's when the begins, right? I learned that in school. In right. That's when, that's when the life form- – once again, that's the problem with these people who are pro-choice. They can't simply admit, yes, right. yes. Te- Biology. Right. Scientifically, that's when life ends. But we believe the mother's choice supersedes that. They never say that. And that's the reality of their position. They believe – the mother, the woman, the female has her, she super, while it's going on in her body, she has control mm. over whether she continues that or whether she ends it. Okay. But mm. they don't put it that way, but that's right. what they believe. They will lie and try to change science and biology and say, no, that's not when life begins. Or not, it doesn't mean anything. Come on. These people are, they're just ridiculous. They are. You know, there's a girl I would call in when I had my room occasionally from Canada, Angie, and she's like, Oh, Bill, totally. I felt the spirit come into me of my child as soon as I I became pregnant. She goes, I knew before I had the positive uh, pregnancy test. You know, some women are intuitive that way. And because obviously it's mind, body and spirit. You know, this child has a spirit and, uh, you know, um, and, and, what woke me up was when I was at Fordham and we had to do a debate and I uh, just through not knowing what to choose and be one of the last ones to make a choice, I had to take the pro-life stance and I was still a virgin. I didn't even know anything about it. And uh, so I had to study uh, what happens during abortion and the chemical abortions and the late term abortions. I'll tell you what, Mike, every shit, shit, right? Oh, Oh, it totally, (laughs) let me say this. It, you talk about taking responsibility. That's what I say to men today and women. Take responsibility for your sexuality. Look at those photos, watch videos, see the heartbeat, see what happens in an abortion, the chemical abortion, the, the, when the late term, when they 
tear the baby apart. And you tell me if that doesn't touch your heart and wake you up. This should be mandatory, in my opinion, for every kid in junior high school. They're old enough by then. This is what I, I, I agree with you, but this whole my body, my choice thing, why does that only begin after the woman gets pregnant? How about being responsible for her body? That's my point. Exactly. Right? Wasn't that yes. her body, her choice? Wasn't that her body, her choice to do that mm -hmm. act that led sure. to the pregnancy? See, right. why doesn't that count? It should. This is what I, I always say to people that, that changed my behavior if I hadn't seen those photos and, uh, to where I took my sexuality very seriously and took precautions. You know, abstinence and or condoms, you know, or like you said, other forms of sex, other than intercourse, because I had to take responsibility. I hear guys say, I've talked to people in the call, well, you know, she got me drunk and so whatever. I said, you know what? You sound like a real fool. And frankly, and I don't often use this word, when a guy says that to me, I said, you are a real cunt. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You are. You're a murderous I'm, cunt. I'm, Take I'm responsibility. Man, man, I, I call men cunts all the time. Yeah. When I was in Portsmouth coaching football with the rugby players, that's a word. They, they don't even think twice about it, you know, using it in England. I'll tell you that much. I'll see, you know, around the naval base. But, um, you know, it's more taboo here in this culture. But uh, that's, that's, that's when it, that's a pussy. That's a man who's got no backbone, no virtue, no honor, no responsibility for himself, and is going to blame it on a woman because he got drunk, and so he doesn't care. He doesn't take. I mean, th th these these aren't men. That's what I say to him. You're not a man, you know. And um, along those lines, when things have gotten so warped that the CDC uh, has on their own site chest feeding for. Uh, men oh, to take wow. hormones. Oh. That, that's child sex abuse, and those people should be arrested. Anyone advocating that should be is a co-conspirator to child sex so abuse. You know what I've also seen? I've seen the men with like those, what do you call those, fake breast things on with milk yeah. out of them, and the kids sucking from it. That's so disgusting. Uh, that's so fucking disgusting. It really is. Can you imagine <laughs> growing up and someday when you're old enough realizing what what, how you were brought, I'd be, I'd, I'd, you'd want to beat the shit out of them. You know, I'm upset at my mother and father for smoking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, whenever I get like a cough, I blame my mother yeah. for smoking while I was, while she was pregnant. <laughs> right. You know, so <clears throat> that, that appalls me that, that, that my parents smoked for, they both quit, but they did mm -hmm. for a long time while I was a kid. But uh, yes, I can only imagine if I grew up and realized that my father did that to me. <laughs> I was sucking from his fake tip. <laughs> I would I'd be totally appalled. I'd be scarred for life. Oh, I, I can see how you couldn't be. Not to mention the actual act of it would have to affect you on some <laughs> love you weren't even aware of. You know what I mean? You know what also, also skeeves me? And I'll get you back. What also skeeves me out are these women who have their, like, you see these kids, they're like 10 years old, and they're breastfeeding them. This is mm. gross. It's grotesque. Oh, it's pathetic. I don't mind. I should say, I don't mind. I believe a lot in mother's milk. I think it's very... Oh, nice. absolutely. 100%. But, but, you know, when you get to a certain point, put it in a cup or a bottle, right? Oh, also, it's time to eat solid foods at some point, you know, obviously. I mean, but, on the side, as a, as, yeah. a, you know, as, a, as a protein shake. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, the real... You know, but some of these people are just 
Crazy. Well, if you talk about the CDC chest feeding, first of all, the hormone-induced uh, fluid, certainly there's no long-term study as to how it would affect an infant. It's going to be laced with chemicals, and it yeah. certainly isn't going to have the uh, bacteria that's necessary, the healthy bacteria and things to build an immune system and inoculate the baby's intestine with, um, you know, the healthy uh, hormones of bacteria that build that immune system up in the digestive tract. So this is this is very sick, and it goes right along the lines that there's been no double-blind placebo-controlled study for any vaccine ever, ever produced. I I was just watching a special a friend sent me. I'd seen it before on a former Merck uh, whistleblower, Brandy Vaughn. goes back to 2017 before the COVID thing. Mike, I'll, I'll put it in your live chat. i got to load it and put it in your live chat. I'll tell you what. This woman was on the mark, hitting hard on, on the big pharma, and really the crimes of big pharma, the medical fraud and everything. And she was threatened. She had people uh, around her, Santa Barbara home. When she went away, came back, there was actually a letter in her house. Somehow her alarm system was disabled. I mean, freaky things happening. She reported to the police, ended up finding her dead in her place. Uh, the Santa Barbara police investigated. Suppose she died of some respiratory illness. You know, bullshit. Um um, that happened to Kerry uh, Mullis, the inventor of PCR. Guy was a Nobel Prize winning scientist. Obviously, we talked about PCR. It was, he said, uh, if you do it well enough, you uh, amplify that test enough, you'll find uh, it's creating a whole lot of something out of something. And he said, it'll be. you'll find we all have similar DNA, all life forms like the Buddhists believe. In other words, they ramp, they they amplified that test. They cycled it over and over and over again. He said anything over 28 times cycling, the CDC was, is, is going to cause 99% false positives. CDC cycled that 38 to 40 times. So this, this whole COVID thing was built on a complete fraud. Well, and, and, not, and you see Biden is now ordering more, spending more money on tests. It's right? insane. Not just that, but what Ron DeSantis brought up in that interview I played earlier, where he said, mm. you know, one tested on mice only, no humans, just mice. That's crazy. Another was a test study of five zero, fifty people, 50 people, and one of the 50 had a really bad adverse reaction. So wouldn't mm. you then say that one of every 50 yeah. <laughs> had that kind of reaction and of millions course. of people are getting it? But who ever heard of a test for a vaccine on 50 people? Bill, I've been in those focus groups of 50 people where they mm. test a fruit juice on us. 50 yeah. people testing. They have thousands of people testing out of fruit juice. Right. I mean, are, you, are they insane? Are they insane? Apparently. And our government lets them get away with this. It's I, I contend, as Dr. Peter McCullough contended around mm, January, March, April 2020, that it was a, even before the vaccine rollout, he talked about uh, the, the COVID virus being a bioweapon that was chimeric engineered uh and he continued to cite that and then right into the vaccine rollout saying that was a second stage of the bioweapon. This is the most published cardiologist and internist in the world with like a thousand peer reviewed papers. Uh, so those people they took down, of course, uh, who were leading the charge about repurposing drugs and using, uh, ivermectin hydroxychloroquine and, uh, 
uh, corticosteroids into antihistamines that quell the cytokine storm were very successful mm-hmm. doing that. And uh, yet they, they had to insist on the emergency use authorization claiming none of that worked to run the remdesivir renal failure drug pulled from the Ebola trial that was so deadly. And the ventilators, which was an 80% death rate protocol, um, they murdered people, Mike. Straight up, they murdered people. And they kept us from our relatives. They split up our families. They shuttered small businesses with their business practices. Um, the CARES Act, if you're behind more than two years on your taxes, you didn't qualify. Basically, it was a nail in the coffin for any small business. You couldn't get caught up during supply chain shortages and demand drop, uh, plummeting in demand for product. Um, and we know this history. They, they, you're right. They need to be charged with crimes. And the idea that the World Health Organization and the present CDC, FDA, could possibly develop any of protocols going forward that we would be subject to would just be uh, like serial killers. You know what I mean? Um, and, and yet we, we have a lame, um, I mean, Rand Paul fights and uh, we've talked about uh, uh, Thomas Massey, but they're, they're, they're lone fighters in the, in the Congress, apparently. Where's the right wing Republicans? I mean, I know they're having hearings and, Whatever, but um, kudos for Ron DeSantis and Joseph Latipos saying we would get out of the who, we tell the globalists where to stick it, more or less, you know what I mean? And um, he would fight all that. So I think there's a lot of people who feel that way. We know this, Mike, because the bivalent or trivalent, whatever it is now, vaccine uptake is in the small percentages, you know, 15, who knows what it is now, percent, mostly amongst the elderly who, right, right, right. So, um, I, I think again, it's going to come down to, can we, uh, can we get a real, uh, election here where the, uh, the voting machines are monitored and the, and the, uh, all the ballots and everything's checked and we can have a, a well, real election? I can I tell don't you know. that if it's Ron DeSantis versus Biden. Yeah. If Ron DeSantis versus Biden and Biden ends up the winner. I will then be on the side of everything was rigged because that'll never happen in real life. No. And I don't think it will happen. Look, the point of all this is, as, as, as people brought up in the past, is you need to, instead of saying, I'm just going to win by one vote, you got to win big. You got to make it yeah. as hard as possible, right? You got to make the huge gaps where it's impossible to fix anything, where it's going to really change the outcome. So I think Ron DeSantis could very well, if election rigging is part of your issue, I think that Ron DeSantis would would, would kick his ass so big that that would be impossible to do. Um, I would hope so. I it think would be very difficult to mm-hmm. rig it for Mondale against Reagan in '84. <laughs> that mm-hmm. would be pretty difficult. Yeah, I hear you. It'd be good to see. I think speaking from someone who who has a a degree in resource economics and studied, uh, I totally agree that the solar wind farms are a total gaff. Um, I do think that when I was working in Southern California and working construction, uh, developing housing sites certified by Caterpillar working for people, operating heavy equipment. Santa Leo Hills, over 3,000 homes went up in Southern Cal with clay roofs. You know what would have been the best thing to install in those homes? Solar panels, point of source solar panels, not solar farms. We have voltage loss taking up land elsewhere. All those roofs are perfect places for solar. But the zoning 
zoning. The zoning wasn't passed to where that would be something of all places in Southern Cal. And my ex bought a, a, a one of the first homes built there, and I stayed with her for a while. Uh, and we end up engaged at one point. The point I'm trying to make is, you know, Mike, I used to take my clothes outside because my mother, even in New England, we hung the clothes, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I put up like uh, this, uh, it was a small lot. So I put up this, uh, what looked like a, a fold-out uh, clothesline, like a triangular, actually it was one, two, three, four sides. And anyway, it looked like an inverted pyramid. And, you know, you opened up like an umbrella big umbrella and I was hanging the clothes. We got a complaint and it turns out that that housing area, San Leo Hills, we weren't allowed to have a clothesline in Southern California <laughs> off the coast. San Leo Hills was about maybe I don't remember 40 miles off the coast, not allowed to have a clothesline. We got a notification we're, like we're going to put the clothes in a dryer in Southern Cal. Are you freaking kidding? So you know what I did? I bought some extra lawn furniture I used to hang my clothes on the friggin' lawn furniture. I was like, screw this. And I look at my neighbors, give them the middle finger as I'm draping my clothes on the recliner, lawn furniture, the chair. Because the lawn furniture chairs are pretty cheap. You know what I mean? I have struck my clothes out there. You got to be nuts. This is how insane it was in Southern Cal. Unbelievable. That- Crazy place. Hey, Bill, I'm going to wrap up the show. Thanks for the call. Oh. If anything else, tomorrow. Come back. On yeah, okay, good. If you don't right, fall asleep. If you stay awake, yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow's movie night. Right? It is. Yes, it is. We'll see you there. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Buzz Aldrin three times saying we didn't go to the moon. Did you, did you save that link I sent you? Do I need to? Oh, it? I've seen it. I've seen it. I have. Oh, did you watch it? No, no. I, I've seen that before, though. I've oh, you have. Before, you know. Yeah. Well, you know. That'd be interesting to play for the audience. You <laughs> I know. Will. I'll do it. At some point, I will play it. I promise. All right, brother. All right, thanks, Bill. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, now, tomorrow, Friday night, as Bill uh, previewed, will be film review night. And I'll have a big night. I'll have three. I haven't had three reviews in a while. I'm going to have – what am I going to have? Um, a Haunting in Venice, the new Hercule Poirot film. Hercule Poirot film. I'm going to have Expendables 4 with Sly. Uh, Expendables 4, and what else am I going to have? It Lives Inside, a horror film called It Lives Inside. So three, three films for the price of one tomorrow. Price of none. doesn't cost you anything to listen to the show. It's free. All right, that's the show for tonight. The name of this show you've been listening to is And Let's Be Heard, and uh, I will be back with you tomorrow night, 11 p.m., Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time for a big Friday night show. But until then, this is Mike Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.